Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there, welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Now what we're going to do today is 40 minutes at 20 strokes per minute, okay? No alteration to stroke rate, just a straight 20 the whole way through. Now your pace is going to be between 2k plus 18 to 2k plus 20. Now whether you go for the plus 18 or back off to the 20 is really down to how you figure your fitness levels are. If you think you can hold that 2k plus 18 for the whole 40 minutes and keep this as a proper foundation bottom tier workout, then keep it that 18. But if you need to back off to the plus 20 or even back off even more to like plus 25 to make sure you get through that session, then do that. This is an important one that it feels bottom and you get to the end, okay? Now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna explain loads of details about this 5K plan within the row, but um, I also want you to check out the website. So do check out the 5K plan on the website, but Today's session, because we're 40 minutes together, I'm going to kind of go through everything that it's going to involve, all right? Because otherwise, what else am I going to talk about? Movies? Food? Who knows? So, let's get into a four-minute warm-up first, just to make sure that we're nice and limber and ready to do this. Um, uh, so, let's start off with drag factor. Make sure and set the drag factor on your machine. Now, I'm not an advocate of changing it when you go for the longer rows and things, but you know what you do. So, if you want to lower it for a 40-minute, then do that if you wish. But I'm not going to. I'm going to stick with my run about 120. Set your monitor to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. You want to keep a nice neutral head looking forwards, okay? And your foot straps. Now, if you're wearing shoes, which I don't, you set the foot straps so it covers the bottom lace on your shoe, the one that goes completely straight across the bottom of it, okay? Now, if you're in socks like me, you just want to put it at a point where you're able to um, hinge forward properly without it catching your toes and things, okay? So that's it for me, okay? So I'm four holes showing and I'm a size 10. Just as a guide. Now you'll notice, if you're used to my videos, that I'm going a lot more in depth uh, for all of this stuff. This is because I'm treating this as, the, as though everybody's uh, a newborn baby to row along, okay? So this is as though you've never seen anything before. So it'll be great, I'll get to tell you all my stories all over again. Anyway, so we're gonna go for a four minute warm up. Follow me for stroke rate. I'll tell you kind of run about pace and stuff and what to do. So just follow on the video and I take a, a stroke, you take a stroke, okay? So run about 18 strokes a minute is how we're gonna start on this warm-up and we're gonna do it pretty much that pace the whole way for the four minutes. And your pace is gonna be around about 2K plus 25. We'll just keep it nice and gentle, okay? So in three, two, one, let's go. Probably one of my longer intros. But like I say, I wanna make it seem as though you're all new. So what we do for this for the first two minutes of the warm-up is really just get your body moving. First minute is just, well, dealer's choice. Just get on and row. Make sure you're just moving and that you're feeling that you're, well, rowing. And then the next minute we'll start thinking a little bit about where the power's coming from and stuff and body angle and whatever. But we're going to get more into technique when we get into the main session. What I'm going to do is talk about technique first and then go through 
the plan concepts. Just why it's probably an idea to check out the website. It's too late for that now because you're warming up. So right, what I want you to think about is driving from the legs. A good solid push with your legs. When you're at the front of the machine here, push with the legs. Rowing isn't an upper body power hungry sport. It's all about the legs. Yeah, you need your arms and your back and stuff, but most people say around about 60% of the power comes from your legs, okay? So it's a good solid drive. But I'll talk you through that in the main session. Right, so in two more strokes, I want you to take one foot out, put on the floor, and then continue with just the left leg or right leg, whatever one, single leg. Now this is going to help you concentrate on that leg drive. Helps get your body position right, compression and stuff. I'll go through all that in the session, don't worry about it. Let's swap feet. Of course, it's really easy for me to do that because I'm in socks. I'll explain the socks thing if I remember. Uh, it's a good idea, although I do get holes in the bottom of my socks all the time, which my left sock does. <laughs> I can feel it. Right, one more stroke here. Put both feet in, have a slight bend in your knees, and now I want you to swing your back and pull your arms. Arms out, swing your back. So just back and arms. Legs straight. With a tiny bend to them. Don't lock your knees. And do try and get a good amount of power from your back and arms. This isn't just a motion exercise. One more. Now do the opposite, arms straight and press with the legs. Now what we're trying to do here is just the feeling at the front, right there, of catching the flywheel. That woof right at the front. You want to really hit it before, as your body moves back, not afterwards. So you don't want your butt to go and then you pick it up. One more stroke, bang on four minutes. All right, not an incredible warm up in terms of how warm you'll be right now, but today's session isn't one that's gonna really take it out of you. So you just really need to get your body moving at this stage. So anyway, keep on sliding up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I'll explain one more time what it is we're doing today. Right then, so first off, no more bottle throwing because I'm all wet now. Anyway, today's session is gonna be 40 minutes at 20 strokes per minute. Okay, simple, no variation, just that. Pace-wise, you're gonna be right about 2K plus 18 to 20. Now, 2K plus 18 is if you're really fit and pushing this a little bit hard. 2K plus 20 is where I'm gonna be, where it makes it much more manageable. You'll get to the end, it'll be a, a good bottom tier session, you'll be sweaty and a little bit out of breath, but you're not gonna be pushing in towards the mid-tier session. However, 
If you're the kind of person that struggles with like the 2K plus 18 for half an hour, the kind of the bottom tier low rate stuff, back your pace right off to like 2K plus 25 and even slightly slower. Because the most important thing here is that you complete the row, that you're able to do this entire 40 minutes without stopping and without it becoming a mid-tier, really high heart rate and you're kind of, oh, this is a bit tough and you're wobbly legged. You should be able to go, well, that was fun and walk off, have a shower and that's the rest of your day. You're not going to be lying on the floor at the end of it, okay? So if you feel that this is going to be tough for you historically from other rows, for this week one, session one, back right off to 2K plus 25. 40 minutes of rowing at 2K plus 25 is still going to be absolutely fine. It's not going to be that much different than a 2K plus 20, trust me. I'd rather you were slower than faster on this, okay? So I shouldn't even have said 18. What did I do? What did I say? Anyway, shall we get into our row? And because today is a, just a 40 minute straight session, we can set the monitor together and we don't have to worry about uh, doing any interval nonsense and things, okay? So follow me if you're on a concept two for how to set your monitor. If you haven't turned it on, press menu to turn on your monitor, then go to select workout, then new workout, and then single time. And then you can use the arrows, well, basically just press plus, and that'll take you up to 40 minutes, and then tick, and that's it. That'll then set 40 minutes on your monitor, ready for you to row. Now how you set up your, your screen is up to you. Top button gives you the full display, second one down gives you your, your force curve, uh, third one gives you a pace boat if you set that, fourth one is watts, and the bottom one is the big screen in case you don't need all the info. However, I like to see what my split time is, how far I traveled, my average, my split meters, and my projected finish. <sighs> because I'm a data junkie like that. Anyway, so get yourself strapped in, have a last drink, don't spill it over yourself. Make sure and have that last drink so we've got 40 minutes going. Oh man, this is turning into soliloquies. It's like Hamlet now, the amount of time I'm talking in between you. Right, are you ready for this? 40 minutes, 20 strokes per minute. Follow me for stroke rates in three, two, one, go. So it's one stroke every three seconds. So if you're ever doing this on your own, just count down in threes. It's as simple as that. And that way, if you ever just fall like half a second off the pace, you can just pick it right back up again because you know the sequence. There you go. So I'm at 2K plus, well, 19 right now. And don't worry. Like I say, I'll explain what I mean by 2K plus. I'll explain what I mean by bottom tier, mid tier top tier, wedding cake, everything, um, and I'll go through what this 5k plan entails during today's row. However, like I said, I'm going to assume that you haven't seen any of my videos before. which means I have to tell you about my Friday night dinner. No, no. Friday night dinner plans come later. Technique. Okay. All of my videos, I'll eventually start banging on about technique. There's a couple of reasons for that. And they're mostly efficiency of your stroke. Like how much 
power you can get into it and injury prevention so what I'll describe and often not do myself is the right stroke to do may not be what you see other people doing okay I'll give you examples as we're going through it but I'm describing a stroke that you'll be able to do forevermore almost and with a lower risk of injury you'll find other people doing weird and wonderful stuff and going fast but what you kind of tend to find is that they arrive in a big fast flash and then disappear because they've suddenly done in their back or they've got stress fractures in their ribs or oh, who knows so this is why in all my sessions I'll eventually well I'll spend quite a lot of time just reminding you of the basics of kind of what's perceived as the best way to go through the rowing stroke it's up to you if you want to deviate but hopefully if you do the things I suggest to do as I say them you'll see your pace improve like the speed you're going on the screen you should get faster if you're not doing what I say and then you change to do what I say so we're just past four minutes gone so again you should be good and warm you should have a slight glow about you maybe slightly heavier breathing but not not <laughs> so you're just nice and warm this is a good time to address your body position and flexibility and things and we'll do that by discussing the four stages four five eh, the stages of the rowing stroke I'll go through them one by one but I'll describe them now so at the front of the machine here is the catch so as you're here not it's kind of so as you're ready to start your stroke so catch and then the catch is followed by the drive okay so your leg drive so catch drive catch drive then after the drive comes the finish finish which is pretty much the end of the leg drive 
the swing of the back and the pulling into the arms finish so there we go so go catch drive finish catch drive finish now you can split the next one into two so there is technically five if you think about it so we go release 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 just pretty much just after the finish so finish release moving the handle away from you and getting ready to slide forwards and that slide forwards is called recover recover okay so the full stroke goes hang on catch drive finish release recover Whew. thought I was going to get that wrong there let's go again catch drive <laughs> got it catch drive finish release recover catch drive finish release recover now first thing to say is that we're not robots so we don't go okay it's all one fluid movement there's never a point where I stop so I don't go okay which you'll see a lot of people doing is this kind of odd stop here to then should be kind of like I don't know anything about Tai Chi but I know enough to know it's all about fluidity of your motion not emotion <laughs> just motion so I don't stop at the front I don't stop at the back I don't hiccup between the catch and the drive or the release and the recovery everything moves now that momentum that you create is especially important for the release and the recovery because as you release the handle and lean forwards you're doing a momentum shift which helps you slide up the rail to the start of the next stroke well we'll get to that in a minute so let's go through each one because that's how interesting I am the catch you need to think about 
few things. So you need to think about your legs. You need to think about your back angle, whether you're leaning forwards. And you need to think about your arms and hands. So, your legs. You want to slide forwards far enough that your shins are vertical. Okay? Not, hang on, not too shy like this. Because uh, <laughs> I can't actually get that wrong. But yeah, so not too shallow. But also, you don't want to go. really far forwards. Some rowers do go very far forwards and they're fast. However, they are the exception rather than the rule. And you'll see a lot of sprinting people will do like a half slide to here and then start the next stroke. But that's because they're doing like 50 strokes a minute anyway so shins point to vertical don't know if mine are let's see i think they are try not to hit my head off the monitor yeah now your heels may need to lift off the foot plate slightly in order to get into that shin's vertical position. That's fine. As long as we're talking slightly. What I don't want is for people to have the heels so high up that they're overleaning and the seat bangs off the, off the foot plate. Okay, so tiny lift of the heels to get your shins to vertical is fine. The important part though is that if you have your heels up slightly at the catch, so what we're talking about, that when you start your drive, you get those heels down instantly. We'll talk about that in a sec, but thought I'd better raise it now. So that's your shins. Shins vertical, heels are allowed to come up a tiny bit. But only, this is the key, if you have a body lean forwards to like the one o'clock position on a clock face. So you want to be leaning slightly forwards as you get into the catch. Okay, so concentrate on whether you're doing that. Are you leaning forwards? Now, I don't mean this. I don't... We're not slumping forwards in a... We're rocking through the hips. Okay? Hinge forwards. Good, powerful back. That goes forwards through the hips into a one o'clock position. 
And again, you don't need to go more. I was watching the CrossFit Games a few years ago for the marathon they did. And there was one competitor that was going like that. It's a little bit past one o'clock. Just a bit. Maybe quarter past one. No, it's like three o'clock. Anyway, so a slight lean forwards. Okay. And really the best way to think about that is that your shoulders, when you get into the catch, are over your hips. So think about that. As you come into here, at the front of the catch, are your shoulders over your hips? Or are you like this? With your shoulders either on top of, or even worse, behind your hips. Not the good, okay? Puts too much pressure on your lower back and affects your stroke efficiency. So, forward lean. So one o'clock as you hit the catch. What about your arms? Arms, as you come into the catch, should be straight. Nice and straight. If you want to, you can add some external rotation of your elbows to help that straightness. Just think about turning your elbows slightly down to the floor. Not much, just like a 10 degree turn can be enough. But straight arms and relaxed arms. Okay? Shoulders relaxed, arms are relaxed. And you can help that by having relaxed hands. So use your fingers as hooks over the handle. Okay? Just hooks over the handle. And then put your thumb underneath and touch your forefinger lightly. You're not gripping the life out of the handle. You are loosely, loosely, oops, almost like go there, loosely hooking over the handle. And it's like, there's lots of space under the handle and you've got space for the air to circulate around your fingers and your hand. And because you're doing this hook thing, you've got a tiny bit more length that you can get into the catch. So you've got more length to get the handle back. We'll come to that. If you have an over grip, you can have you shorten your length. And if you have bent arms at the front, so if you're like this, you shorten your ability to pull and the power transfer into the handle is massively affected. 
doesn't matter how big your biceps are. You might be able to cheat a power stroke by grabbing early, but eventually your biceps will go. Trust me, if you can get all the power from your legs, your quads, up through your body, into the handle, and then into the flywheel, that's what your legs are designed to do, is this heavy, repetitive exercise. Your biceps aren't really, no matter how many times you go to the gym and do curls. Save your biceps for the end of the stroke. You don't need them for this bit, for the leg drive. You need them for the finish, okay? You'll be much faster with straight arms and a big finish than a grabby start. So, arms straight. And the next thing, quickly, is just to talk about what you do with your knees and the overall compression of how your body comes over your legs and you're ready to go. So, as you come in at the catch, the point is you want to be compressed and kind of wound up like a spring ready to launch backwards. So, with the shins vertical and the forward lean to one o'clock, what you should find is that if you think of the shape you make with your arms and the handle, it's like a bowl. Your knees sit inside that bowl and they're kind of coming up towards your armpit I can feel it I can feel my knees tickling my underarm hair I know, yuck <laughs> but so I'm not sticking my knees in my pits but from a compression point of view in order to get that kind of wound up spring feel. That's all I want you to think about is knees inside the bowl and kind of tickle in your armpits but not stuffed inside them. Try not to splay your knees out as you come forwards because that changes the musculature that your leg drive comes from. That's it, isn't it? <laughs> I just gave myself a groin strain just demonstrating that. Anyway, so that's you in the catch. Eyes looking at the monitor, neutral chin, handle at a nice relaxed height. You can see I've got some red tape marked here. That's kind of a it's a guide I put on oh, about six years ago when I realised that I was had a really low handle height. I was like this all the time. And I wanted to train myself to go higher. So put a piece of red tape on the machine 
make sure the handle comes out to at least level with that red tape and isn't too far off it on the way back and basically five six years later still there that's how lazy i am but yeah so a relaxed height okay so you're not forcing a really high but again you're not slumping forwards with a really low handle when your arms are relaxed and you're in a forward body rock they should naturally find a, their height so what's next leg drive this one's simple so you're leaning forwards arms straight continue leaning forwards with arms straight and push the machine away with your legs okay push try to hold your forward lean until your legs are kind of about three quarters of the way through the drive a good solid powerful push with your legs then as your legs are run about three quarters through the drive that's when you swing your back from the one o'clock to the eleven o'clock position eleven so one eleven one eleven okay and then finally as your back is about to finish its swing back pull in with your arms round about sternum height and then send those elbows through and squeeze your shoulder blades together almost as though you're trying to crush a tin can or well yeah tin can between your shoulder blades good solid finish you hear people saying I mean even I said at the front that rowing's not about upper body it's not but it is at the end you still need a powerful finish of the handle and I spent a long time concentrating so much on my leg drive I was forgetting to actually finish the stroke powerfully with my arms right and the last thing about the finish is much like the catch you need to have an engaged core so as you take the catch at the front brace your core not tense not like a you're not posing for a calendar just brace your core and it's the same at the end so brace 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 in fact the only time really you're not bracing your core is here on the slide forwards the recovery it's a nice powerful back and once you've done the finish it's the release so put the handle away from you now the speed you bring the handle in at 
release it at. So in, out, in, out. That gives you the timing for your stroke. Get it over your knees. And as your handle comes forwards, rock forwards through your hips. And that starts the momentum for the recovery. And once the handle is over your knees and your back is leaning forwards, all you have to do is bend your knees and you go sliding to the front of the machine. And this brings up the foot straps. So when you drive and get to the end of your stroke, try not to yank on the foot straps to stop yourself at the back of the stroke. At the same time, try not to pull yourself forwards with the foot straps. If you use the momentum of the handle going away on the release and the back rock, you don't need to flick your feet and pull yourself forwards. And in the same way, if you get the leg drive finished before your arm pull, you don't need to flick your feet off the foot straps to stop yourself at the end of the stroke. Do you believe me? No? Okay. Right. Foot out. Foot out. Okay. Both feet are out of the straps. And by getting the leg drive finished before my arms pull in, all of the, or most of the backwards momentum has been used up. And then that brace of the core just takes care of the momentum of your arms coming in. And then that shift in your body momentum forwards with the hands away and the body lean, that takes care of you sliding to the front of the machine rather than having to yank on the foot straps. Two reasons not to do the yank on the foot straps. One, efficiency. If you're yanking on the foot straps, you're using muscles you don't need to be using. So you get tired quicker. The recovery is all about just that recovering not meant to really use that many muscles in the recovery but the other one is injury prevention so if you yank yourself forwards you're kind of in a dumped position to get there so if you let this okay your lower back's rounded you're having to collapse everything 
just to try and get forwards. Whereas the momentum thing, because of swinging my back over my hips, I'm kind of keeping that powerful back going. Fair enough, I have a bad tendency to slump at the front, but I at least start <laughs> in the right position. So there we go. And then, so we've got the hands away, over the knees, body rock, knees bend, effortlessly sliding to the front, recovering. This is the portion of the stroke you shouldn't be using much energy. And then you're back in the catch, ready for the next stroke. Now, if you have a question, the importance of stroke technique, bear in mind that took, what, what's the maths? About 20, 27 minutes to go through it all. And even then, I missed out a lot of little tweaks, suggestions of how to imagine the stroke and what to do with your chin. Neutral the whole way, if you want to know. So, I'll talk more. I'll just keep on. Every session I'll talk technique. So as you go through this 5k training plan, you'll get more and more tips, more and more chances to concentrate on your own technique. And also, trust me, doing what I say, even if it feels weird now, by the end of the training plan, you'll erode enough meters that it should come second nature and be your stroke by then. It helps to have mirrors to see your stroke. So I've got one in the corner here so I can admire myself all day long. <laughs> no. So I can just check and see, am I doing that shoulder rounding? Uh, not that time. You see my knees are coming out slightly, but just a quick glance to the side to see how you're getting on. I mean, to be honest, videoing these for you guys is just as helpful for me, because I then come back and watch it. And I can go, ah, still collapsing my back at the back of the stroke or whatever. So, a mirror or quick video from time to time. Feel free to send me videos of your stroke and I'll give you some advice. Like I say, do as I say, not what I do. I think I've got like a 80% good stroke, but there's still quite a lot to be fixed. So anyway, there's six and a half minutes to go. Get you hanging on. Tonight is chicken korma melts. <laughs> no. So the plan. 
basically it's a periodization plan so we're going to have set amount of weeks and then the main plan will run as five sessions a week not six like the other plan because these are longer sessions that will kind of take it out of you over a longer period and also it just gives you the option of a another day in the week to do like challenges or whatever you want so look at the five days an elective day whether you want to do another row or take a rest day and then you'll have one other official rest day that's important I want you to make sure and take one full rest day a week yeah you can still go for a walk and stuff but certainly no rowing and try and stay away from anything that really taxes your cardiovascular system my jury's out on whether you can do resistance training like weights on a rest day most of the time I don't feel like it I might do it on an elective rest day so I'll have one so I'll do five sessions a week one day complete rest and then another day might just do weights maybe even a very light bike ride but don't underestimate the value of a, of a rest day they really are important they're as important as your nutrition so try and eat sensibly I mean we're talking performance here so make sure you take in enough fuel to be able to do the sessions but not too much fuel that you store it as fat or too much of the wrong kind of fuel everyone's body's different but too much you get all your calories from refined sugars and carbohydrates then you might find your glucose levels are too high and you get energy dumps and that can throw you off your training days so I do a an even 33% for protein carbs and fat and that seems to have stabilized my energy levels so I don't get those off days you know what it's like when you just you don't have it in you so eating a 33% balanced diet taking at least one full rest day and I seem to have enough energy to train as much as I want bearing in mind like I say to make sure and fuel 
what your body needs. So I'll add links to how to calculate your calorie needs on the website. And I mean, I tend to be a couple of hundred calories under still, because I'm still carrying a bit too much weight, but you'll be able to tell yourself what's going on. Anyway, so five sessions a week, and they'll tend to be, two of them will be bottom tier foundation ones like this. Two of them will then be harder. They'll be the medium tier or mid tier hard sessions. And then the top tier ones, it's not gonna be like the other plan where they're all sprints, but it's gonna be more like exposing you to how tough your 5k will actually be. So like six, six 1k's with a couple of minutes rest in between at 5k pace. So you'll feel like you've done a 5k, but you won't actually have done a straight 5k. So there'll be a variety of that kind of stuff, mixing low rate like this, and then race rate, which I'm gonna peg it between 26 and 28 strokes a minute. And that'll be it, week in, week out, different sessions every week, but the same pattern. So hopefully you'll stick along with me and my chuntering the whole way through will get you through them. Here we go. Look at that. 40 minutes gone. Didn't know I had 40 minutes of straight talking in me, let alone. Oh, anyway, so there we go. So that's week one, session one. That's it done. So let's just jump into a quick cool down. I'll put my feet back in the straps now. Just hit the menu and just rope. Okay, three, two, one, go. Just tickle this one, okay? Don't have to put much power into the legs. Not much of a stroke rate. Like 16, 17. Pace is right now 2K plus a minute. I didn't get into 2K pace stuff. So what you might find is that there's a, you'll have seen a card at the top of the video saying, check out the video about, or the website about 2K pace. So apologies for not talking about it, but I went on quite, went quite deep on technique. because I think that's more important as being, you can have a quick flick through the website to see about what 2K training pace is. Bear in mind we're doing a 5K, I know, don't worry. I know, I know. 5K training based on the 2K training plan or training pace. So you'll also have seen it'll had a bracket kind of 5K pace. And you might have been thinking, hey, why have you not spoken about that? It's because I didn't want to confuse you or myself. I was trying to rattle through that opening today. As it was, it went on too long. So if I started just 
go into 5k paces as well, it would all have fallen around my ears. So anyway, make sure and check out the rollalong.com website, which has information about the 5k plan. Okay, have a quick read, I won't make it too long. Even if you read the, the top part, that'll tell you what you need to know. Um, and then that's it, just put in the, do the sessions, be honest with them, go at the pace I'm saying. If I say back off, back off. If I say push, push. If I say rest, rest. If I say put one hand on your head, put one hand on your head. Okay, if you follow this plan, last stroke for me, you keep cooling down. If you follow this plan, you will get faster, you will get a, a better 5K. If you argue with my plan, you might not, okay? Trust me, I've been in this position before where I've done plans that going through them, I kind of, I was like, hey, I'm not doing that. 40 minutes at 2K plus 20, that's ridiculous. I'm gonna go hard. And what happened is I had a massive energy dump. I'd kind of do two, three sessions, and then the fourth one, I'd be like, I'm knackered. And it's because that first one, I'd completely overblown it. My power system was then at 90% for the next one, then 80 for the next, 70, and then I'm done. So the whole point of the way that these are paced is that you have a bottom tier one, which gives you a nice, engine building session the next one's tougher you then go back into a slightly recovery set like this again then tougher and then so this is how it works so you set yourself up for the next one set yourself up for the rest which then sets you up for the for the next one as in rest as in rest day so please follow the plan if you don't trust how the plans work take a look at the comments on through the, the channel especially the 2k test one and you'll see people saying wow i went faster because of your plans so um, as, as big-headed as it sounds, this plan works, okay? The 2K plan works, this 5K one works. And I know it works because I've been through other plans and I'm kind of using their primary drive. Like everyone's, this periodization plan isn't something I've come up with. This is what everybody does. And it's just the ins and outs of the sessions you do that changes from person to person, okay? So I've done these plans before and I got faster because I did them. So I've used that experience and this is how I've made this plan, okay? so. Again, if you're new here, I get to the very end of the, the workout and I then suggest a hashtag. And it's really just a selfish thing to, uh, to find out if you actually made it all the way to the end. So if you leave a comment on the YouTube channel, please subscribe as well. Or even if you go to the Facebook thing, everything, everywhere you do comment on this, use the hashtag I say. And this way I know you've been daft enough to make it all the way to the end. And today is just hashtag 5K plan. Okay, we'll kick it off with that one. So if you made it to here and if you want to say hi and all that stuff, hashtag 5K plan. Hopefully you're still cooling down anyway and at this stage you're like, I'm ready to get off the machine and actually I'm ready to stop talking. So thank you so much for kicking off this 5K plan, week one, session one with me. Hopefully I'll see you for the rest of the plan and um, yeah, let's do this together. We'll get faster. Have a good day. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.